Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by his word. Uh, welcome to uh, our class for uh, Christian Fundamentals. Uh, today, uh, we'll be sharing the articles 8 and 9. And uh, yeah, we'll be uh, talking about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So, Article 8 says... In the baptism, we believe in the baptism in the Holy Spirit, in the baptism with the Holy Ghost, subsequent to a clean heart. The baptism in the Holy Spirit refers first to the initial outpouring of the Spirit of God upon the people of God. Second, it refers to the gift of the Holy Spirit to individual believers by which they are endued with the power of God. Now, the, the meaning of the word baptize is to immerse. The element of this baptism is the spirit of God. And, and uh, it is something different than the baptism in water. The element of this baptism is poured out upon the believer from heaven uh, and we also identify this experience as being filled with the Holy Spirit. So to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, to be baptized with the Holy Ghost, um, is the same of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, many people would say, if I don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, does that mean that, I, that the Holy Spirit is not with me. So in here, I want to separate these two things. One thing is to be, uh, to become a believer and to have the Holy Spirit with you. You will become a temple of the Holy Spirit. But now there is a total different experience that is a promise of God for us that is called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is totally different than becoming a believer, but this is a promise for everyone who believes, as we will, um, as we will um, read later uh, in a few verses of the Bible. So we cannot, um, uh, you know, mix um, being a believer and having the Holy Spirit in my life and being guided by the Holy Spirit with this a special promise that God made to us, which is the baptism, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So, um, the the Holy Spirit, well, or, or Holy Ghost, the, the, means that the well, the the Greek word pneuma is translated by either the English word ghost or the word spirit. The Hebrew word uh, ruach is translated in the same way. The terms Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit are the same in meaning. In each case, uh, reference is made to the third person of the divine trinity. This person is the Holy Spirit of God. So, um, when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we receive a, a special experience with the Holy Spirit. Now, the Bible says, and we will read that later, that Jesus is the one who, baptized, uh, who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. He's the, the one that will give us the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But what we receive is a special power of God in our lives. The, the Lord wants to give us this um, experience, this spiritual experience to every single believer. And as, as a promise of God and as all the promises of God, this baptism of the Holy Spirit is something we should desire. If God is giving us the promise that he will give us the, 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 the infilling with the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if that's a promise that it is in the Bible, as a believer, I need to have a desire 
for this promise in my life. The same way that the Lord promised uh, to, just to give an example, to promise uh, to prosper his people. And we all want the Lord to prosper. I don't think there is not even one believer that would say, hey, I don't want the Lord to, to prosper me. The same way the, the Lord is promising that he will bless us, we have to, uh, uh, and, and we have to have that desire to receive the blessing. And uh, one more time, I don't think there is not even one believer in, in the world that doesn't have uh, 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 the desire to be blessed by God. So that's a promise. We have a desire for that. And then we receive it the same way. We have to have um, the desire to receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. Since uh, it is a promise of God. And hey, everything that God promise, promises to you is good. We must have it. Um, now. This is an experience um, and gift that is provided for those people who already know Christ as believers, who have been joined to him by faith and who have been sanctified in preparation for uh, their being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, the, um, uh, we, we can say this. The, the greatest gift for the world is Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus was uh, sent by God to die for everybody, to save everybody. The only thing we have to do to receive the promise of salvation through Jesus Christ is to believe. So that is the greatest gift that God has given to the world. Jesus Christ dying for us so we can be saved and we can have eternal life and we can spend eternity with God. But the Holy Spirit is the greatest gift that the Lord gave to his church. The Holy Spirit is not for everybody. It's only for those who believe in Jesus Christ. Salvation for everybody. Baptism the Holy Spirit or the or the power of the Holy Spirit for those who believe in Jesus. That means that if somebody claims to be uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit but he is not a Christian, this person does not believe in Jesus as um, as his savior or or as lord of, of his life. Then this person doesn't, doesn't really have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is only for those who believe in Jesus and Him crucified. Now, we, we place emphasis on this experience as being subsequent to a clean heart. And I, as I was explaining on... Uh, uh, our last class last week, sanctification occurs before the baptism, the baptism with the Holy Spirit in terms of time. Sanctification um, occurs before the baptism with the Holy Spirit in terms of spiritual preparation too. We cannot receive, first, first of all, in a chronological way, there is an order for everything. First, we become Christians, and then we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But also, um, not, not also a matter of, of, of time. It's because an unbeliever is not prepared to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They cannot receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit because they don't have Jesus. They need Jesus first in their lives in order to, uh, for them, or we need Jesus in our lives in order for us to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, the baptism of the Holy Spirit 
it's not something that uh, um, uh, appear in the Bible all, like all of the sudden. There was, we can find out a lot of prophecies, even in the Old Testament, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I cannot read um, all the verses because it will be too long. I, can, I only have um, this little time to explain the, these two articles for, for today. But in, in Isaiah, they are, or he was prophesying about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In the book of Joel, you can find references to the baptism of the Holy Spirit as well. But, uh, but I want to share today two people. The, the first one, the, or two people that were prophesying too about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The first one, the Bible says he's the most important prophets of all times. That's what the Bible says. And this is John the Baptist. Jesus said that there is no other greater prophet than him. So John the Baptist, uh, hey, he was receiving people, those who wanted to believe in Jesus, they will come to John and John will baptize them in waters. But he was saying that there was another person that will come after him and that will give them a new baptism that he cannot give. And I want to read Mark 1, 7 and 8. Speaking of John, it says, And he preached, saying, There comes one after me who is mightier than I, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to stoop down and loose. I indeed baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So there is a prophecy in here from the greatest prophet in the Bible about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now, the second person that, um, that announced the uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit, that something big was going to happen, was Jesus. Jesus um, commanded his disciples and told him, hey, you know what? Don't leave until you receive the promise of God, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.5, and this is Jesus speaking in here, says, For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit no many days from now. And then uh, verse 8 says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So when we see the, the, the life of the disciples, well, Jesus was here. They were working miracles. They were casting out demons. They were already saved. They were sanctified. Was the Holy Spirit with them? Of course. All what the, all what the disciples did was guided by the Holy Spirit. It was by the power of the Spirit of God that they were working and, and, and doing all these miracles. Or they were just an instrument of the Holy Spirit to work miracles. However, Jesus is saying, hey, you know what? Don't go anywhere until you receive the Holy Spirit. That doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit was not with them. He was just talking about a different experience, a new thing that comes after being believers that is a special power that we need from the Holy Spirit in our lives. So um, now I want to make a, a, a parenthesis in here. As believers, I um, of course, I agree that we got to pray. 
I don't understand how a believer, how a Christian does not pray. For me, hey, you know what? I will doubt if somebody that doesn't pray is a Christian. So we all know, as believers, we got to pray. We have got to have communication with the Lord. We, we have to, you know, have the disposition of expressing our love to him, our worship, our, our adoration, etc. So there is no, there is not nothing. I, I don't have anything against uh, praying. I also know that as believers, we get to read the Bible. We have to read the Bible. We get to know the, the word of God. If I don't know the promises of God, if I don't know the Lord's commandments, if I don't know, if I don't read in the Bible, I will never know what God wants in my life. I don't, I will never receive his, his promises that he uh, left for us. So, of course, as believers, I believe that we have to read the Bible. And the other uh, thing as believers we have to do, of course, is fasting. I believe in fasting. As believers, there are times where we got to say, I'm going to stop doing this and I'm just going to give my time exclusively to the Lord in prayer and uh, and. Uh, Whatever you want to fast, I normally do food. Some other people, they give up some other things. But um, the, whatever you do, we all agree in the fact that fasting is of the Lord. However, many people say, hey, I need to, I need to pray more. To receive more power. I need to read the Bible more to receive more power. I need to fast even more to receive more power. But what the Bible says. And this is what we are reading. Here in the Bible. Acts 1.8 says. But you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. That's what the Bible is saying. It is there. There is no verse that says I got to pray more to receive more power. I got to read more the Bible to receive more power. To fast even more to receive more power. No, no, no. If you want power in your life, you have to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Once you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then you will have even more power to pray. You will have even more power to read the Bible, you will have m even more revelation. The Lord will use you even more because you already have that power inside of you, that special uh, experience. You already have that promise in your life, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the, whole, the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. So if you want power in your life, ask the Lord. For the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now I want to share some other verse. Where we can uh, realize. That yeah. The baptism in the Holy Spirit. Is only for believers. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read a few verses. But in the book of Acts. And like I said. I think it was in the um, my first class. When we were talking about the Bible. If, if, I ha if, if you ask me. I will say that the real name of the book of Acts is not Acts of the Apostles. The real name should be the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Because when we read the, the Bible, when we read the book of Acts, we will realize that everything that was happening there was orchestrated and was done by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will al was always work in miracles through the disciples, through the apostles, through believers. The, the Holy Spirit was guiding them on what to do, what to say, where to go, and when to go and, or when to do it. So um, I just want to share a few verses here. The first one is Acts 8, verse 12. 
and 14 to 16. It says, But when, when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. This is baptizing in water. Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as Jed, he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So again, we have a group of Christians. They are already saved. The Holy Spirit already transformed or changed their hearts. They are already temples of the Holy Spirit. But in a, they were, they, at that time, they haven't received that promise of the infilling with the Holy Spirit yet. So John and Peter said, hey, you know what? We need to go there. Because we know they haven't received the, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We will go to them and we will pray. And what happened, the result was, yeah, they did receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Acts 19, 1 to 6. This is another good example. And it happened while uh, Apollos was at Corinth that Paul having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a, baptist, a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke, they spoke with tongues and prophesied. And this verse leads me to the next article, the next, uh, the next, um, yeah, we, we can see that just the next article, article number nine of our Christian fundamentals. We believe in speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gives gives uh, gives utterance, and that it is. That it is the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I will read that again. We believe in speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. And that it is the initial evidence of the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Or the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So here's Paul. He comes to these people. They, they were not baptized in the Holy Spirit yet. But once Paul came to them and laid his hands on them and prayed for them to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, there was an evidence of this infilling with the baptism of the Holy Spirit or this infilling with the Holy Spirit, which is speaking in other tongues. They started to speak in a unknown language that they didn't know. In that way, Paul did know, like, hey, hey, yeah, they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, what, what's this of other tongues? The term tongues, sometimes translated unknown tongues, is most, is, uh, yeah, most of, often translated in scripture from the Greek word glossa. The emphasis in scripture is upon the speaking of a language 
that the speaker does not know or naturally understand. This is the spoken word as distinct from mental and emotional experience. So when the Holy Spirit baptizes with us, uh, I'm sorry, baptizes us, uh, there is a physical and initial evidence that is speaking in other tongues. We believe that because it is in the Bible. It happened to uh, the believers that were mentioned in the book of Acts. And as we uh, will read later on, yeah, there are promises of the Lord uh, speaking of uh, this evidence of speaking in new tongues. Now, this new tongues, speaking in, this, in, in tongues, the, the, this is a miracle. It's not that I go to school and I study another tongue, and then once I know at least the basics or I know a few words here and there, now that means that I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. No, this is an unknown language for the believer that he, he starts speaking and... Uh, it's just a miracle that happens. It's by the power of God. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, we also say, as the Spirit gives utterance, the Holy Spirit is the author and mover in the believer's experience of speaking in tongues. It is his sovereign work to initiate and sustain the experience of speaking in tongues. Initial evidence. The first manifestation of the baptism with the Holy Spirit that may be observed outwardly is that the recipient speaks in tongues by the power of the Holy Spirit. The term initial is used to specify that speaking in tongues is the first in the order of externally observable, observable evidences. However, it is also used to indicate that other evidences are expected to follow. The term evidence is used as di distinct from proof. It is the manifestation of a spiritual inward experience and has evidential value rather than validational value. So now, once we uh, are baptized in the Holy Spirit and we start to speak in new tongues, that's not, let's say, the end of the story. It's not like, hey, I, I, I already speak in tongues. I'm done. I don't need no more. No, no, no. It's the initial promise. But there is more to come to our lives. The Lord will start to use you even more. The, um, the Lord will continue to change your heart. We will, you, will see, you will be able to see the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life. And this is if we believe, of course, in Jesus and what he did on the cross for us. That he paid on the cross for us to be sanctified by the Holy Spirit. But as well, that he paid on the cross for us to receive the infilling with the Holy Spirit. This special power. Now, as a distinct spiritual experience, the baptism with the Holy Spirit is manifested in a, in a manner that is peculiar to that experience. The first outward manifestation of the experience is speaking in tongues. This speech is beyond the ability of the individual believer's understanding, skills, and power. It is immediately placed upon the believer by the person of the Holy Spirit. The believer's responsiveness is a spiritual condition in which, in which he, she, speaks as, as the Spirit leads. In speaking with other tongues, the believer is neither passive nor uncontrollably static. The region of the speaking in tongues is not the mind and will of the speaker, but the mind and will of the person of the Holy Spirit. This responsiveness to the Holy Spirit by the believer and he 
he's her being yield to his sovereign manifestation of speech and power produces the experience of speaking in tongues. The believer speaks and because the spirit gives the utterance. Now, something that we have to uh, say in here is that when we speak in other tongues, when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's not that I don't have control of my body anymore. It's not like um, uh, now, I don't know, my, my mind is blank and now the Holy Spirit is um, controlling me. That's not what happened. We'll always be in control. We'll always be in our correct mind. But we will know that something is happening in us. And what do we have to do? Once we start to receive this uh, spiritual experience, we, at the end, we have the decision, hey, do I want to speak in tongues? Yes or no. So this, the Holy Spirit will give you the utterance. The Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. But it is of you to open your mouth and start speaking in tongues. So you are still in control. Now, for this, hey, we need faith. We need faith to understand that this is the Holy Spirit. And to know that it is not just of, our, of my own mind. Speaking in tongues is one of the several manifestations of this experience. It is not expected to stand alone as the sole evidence of the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Such an experience as speaking in tongues cannot be used as proof of the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Such outward signs are of evidential value and must be understood uh, as standing with other evidences of spiritually and evidences of the presence of, and power of the Spirit of God. Speaking in tongues is a manifestation of a spiritual responsiveness to the Spirit of God and of other spiritual conditions of the believer. So now, the Bible says that we will know if somebody is a true believer by his or her fruit. Now, I'm going to open up parentheses in here. Satan, the enemy, he's, he also has some power, not the same power that God has. And he, his power is like nothing, of course, if we compare it to, to God. But hey, the, en uh, the enemy Satan can make even other people to speak in tongues just to deceive other believers. Because he is the deceiver. He can do anything and he will do anything to deceive us, to deceive you, to destroy us. So the, um, the fact that somebody is, uh, I'm sorry, that somebody speaks in other tongues, it's not like a certification or a proof that this person is of God. Because the Bible says, hey, by their fruit you will know them. Even many people will cast out demons, will prophesy in, in Jesus' name, and they won't make it to heaven because they, they were just deceivers. They were, never, they were never real believers. So this is something that we, we have to be clear. Speaking in tongues is just initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But... There is more that we need to consider. We have to say, okay, in order for me to see if somebody is a real believer, I got to see his life. I'm not saying that we have to have perfect life, but hey, is his life changing every day? Is, is this person or even myself, am I being more like Jesus every day? So that's the real way that we will identify if somebody is of God or not. Not by how much they speak in tongues, not, for, not by how much they prophesy or how much they preach, 
is by their fruit, their testimony, their, their lives. Now, um, I want to read some cases where er, uh, almost every time that somebody was baptized in the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts, the writer registered the fact that they spoke in other tongues. So this is not something that, uh, that we're making up, that, that because it happens in church, then now we're making this of, of a doctrine. No, we make this of a doctrine because it is written in the Bible. But before, I want to uh, open a little parenthesis in here too, just to say that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for every single believer. It's for every believer. It's not that God will baptize or God, sorry, it's not like God wants to baptize some people in the Holy Spirit and he doesn't want, he doesn't want to baptize in the Holy Spirit another group. I want to read uh, Mark 16, 17, and I'm going to find that here in, in the uh, New King James uh, version. Again, uh, Mark 16, verse uh, 17. Just let me find it here in New King James Version. It says, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will cast out demons. They will speak new tongues. There is more things in the list. But I want to just um, make emphasis that Jesus was saying, those who believe, meaning every single believer. The baptism of the Holy Spirit or, or the will of God is that every believer, that all of us will speak in other tongues. The Lord wants to work miracles through us, to cast out demons, to prophesy, but also to speak in other tongues. And Jesus is not saying here, hey, those who believe, will go to school, will learn Spanish, and then uh, this will be a sign that, uh, that they are, you know, believers. No. This is a miracle that will happen in their lives, that they will speak a language that even though they, they don't understand, because it's an unknown language, but it is the miracle of God in their life. That is a sign. It's there and it's for every single believer. Speaking in tongues for every single believer. Baptism of the Holy Spirit for every single believer. Now I want to read um, Acts 2 verse 4. And it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them uh, utterance. And then verse 7 and 8 says, then, uh, then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of our own language in which we were born? So people from other countries that were there in, Jerus in Jerusalem, when they, um, when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, because when the Holy Spirit was poured on, on the uh, disciples for the first time, everybody saw that. A lot of people was there. And even people, pe people that hey, they were not necessarily believers, they were coming from other countries to Jerusalem. And they started to say, hey, how come these people 
are speaking the wonders of God. And I'm, and I'm going to have to ask you, once you have time, read by yourself the book of Acts uh, chapter 1 and 2, especially chapter 2. So you will know the, the whole story. We don't have right now the time to read the, the, the whole chapter. Um, but these people, was, they were amazed. They were like, hey, how come these guys are ignorant? These guys don't know how to speak uh, our language. When did they learn? And now we're listening to them speaking in our, in our mother tongues. It was a miracle of God. It was a miracle, a real miracle of God. Now, Acts 10, verse 44 to 46, says the following. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit has been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. When we speak in other tongues, we don't understand what, what we're saying, of course. We don't, it's an unknown language, like I said before. Many times we don't know what's being said. But it's not like we're saying random words. It's not like we are saying whatever words. No, we're speaking the wonders of God. We are, um, we magnify God when we speak in other tongues. Even though we don't understand it, the important thing is here is that God is, number one, God is understanding what you're saying and you're worshiping him. You're worshiping him, I mean. You, you are speaking the wonders of God. You're not just saying random words, no. And there's way more to say about that, of self-edification and all this. Um, but right now, we're just speaking of the, um, uh, speaking in tongues just as an evidence of baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I hope we'll have uh, more time in another class to um, share why it's so important to continually speak in tongues and what the Bible says about this. Um, but yeah, when we speak in tongues, we're not just saying dumb things or, or things that make no sense. No, we are declaring the wonders of God. We're worshiping God. And finally, uh, I just want to read this uh, last verse. Acts uh, 19, 5 and 6, we'll read it again. We read part of it before. It says, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. And they spoke, they spoke with tongues and prophesied. So as we can read, every time somebody was baptized with the Holy Spirit, there was initial evidence that was speaking in other tongues. That's why when we ask the, the Lord for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it should not be only, hey, given the baptism of the Holy Spirit, also pray that the Lord will give you the evidence of speaking in new tongues. The Lord wants to give this to you. The Lord wants you to worship him in a special language that even you don't know, even though you don't know, he knows it and he wants you to, to have it. So um, I just want to uh, finish today just uh, praying. Uh, number one, for those that are saying, hey, um, I've been a believer for so long. Um, 
but I don't have the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Or even, hey, I'm a new believer. I have not been a believer for that long. But I understand that there is a promise of God to my life. And I want to receive it. I want to be blessed with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the evidence of speaking in tongues. I want to pray for that. But I want to pray um, as well for those that already received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But I just want to say to you, there is more. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is not just one experience alone. It's something that you can have Daily, daily, if you ask for the Holy Spirit. The, the, the Bible says that, hey, many times we will ask for things and the Lord will say, hey, I'm sorry, no, I'm not going to give you that because I have something better. Or he will say, yeah, I want to give you this thing that you have been asking for. But there is one thing that for sure the Lord will never deny there is something that for sure the Lord will never say no. And it is the Holy Spirit. More of the Holy Spirit in your life. The Holy Spirit without measure in your life. The Lord wants to give you even more. So even if you have been already uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit, there is more for you. So, um, uh, and... I want to pray for those that might feel discouraged or that struggle believing that this is something biblical. I want to encourage you to ask the Lord to show you to have your own experience that you won't listen of the baptism of the Holy Spirit for uh, what happened in other people. That you will receive it and you can uh, get to say this is real. So I want to pray for those that might say, hey, I really struggle. I'm not sure if the Lord wants to give it to me. Um, I'm not sure if this is for all, for all believers or just for a special group. I want to encourage you to, um, to, to, to not feel like the Lord doesn't want to baptize you, that the, the Lord forgot about you. Um, or, or, or whatever. And also, um, for those that might think, hey, you know what? I, maybe I understand it's biblical, but I, I think I just don't need it. I don't think I need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I don't get it. Hey, give yourself the opportunity to receive it. And let me tell you this. Everything that the Lord wants to give to you, you need it. Because he knows all of our needs, even those needs that we think we don't have or those needs that we don't even know. If the Lord is saying, I want to give it to you, it's because for sure you need it. So I want to pray um, for those that are, are, are online. Uh, they can uh, join us in, in prayer or join me in prayer. Just by closing your eyes, just have an attitude of, of, um, of refer reverence and, and an attitude of adoration and, and worship to the Lord and just raise your hearts, uh, raise your hearts to, to the Lord and let's pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, I want to pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Number one, for those that have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Father God, those that are, that are saying, hey, I'm a new believer and I want it. I believe in it. I want the evidence speaking in other tongues. Father God, I pray now in the name of Jesus that your Holy Spirit will pour on them, that your Holy, will pour out on them, that your Holy Spirit will um, baptize them, that they will, they will um, get the infilling, the infilling with the Holy Spirit. Um, I pray, Father God, also for those that have been Christians for whatever time and for whatever reason that you know that I don't need to know that nobody needs to know but that you know they haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit I pray Father God for encouragement for them I pray for faith that their faith will not falter that they will not uh, feel discouraged that they won't feel this is not for them 
that they won't feel that you forgot about them, that they won't think they don't need it. I pray in the name of Jesus that, um, that they will know, that we will know that you want to give this experience to every single believer. In the book of Acts, every time uh, the Holy Spirit will pour out on a group of people, it will be pour out on all of them, upon all of them. You never made any difference between this or this other guy. No, that it's not your heart. You want to give all the promises in the Bible to all those who believe in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. So I pray, dear God, that we will not underestimate the promises of the Holy Spirit, that we will not underestimate um, Father God, the evidence of speaking new tongues, that we will not underestimate the power that we can receive when we receive the, the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I want to pray, Lord, for those that have been already baptized in the Holy Spirit, I want to pray more for them, Lord, because You will never deny your Holy Spirit to your people. The more we ask the Holy Spirit, the more we will receive. The more we say, Lord, give me your Holy Spirit. Give me more power. Give me even um, uh, more words to say in other tongues. We will receive it. I just pray, Lord. I want to worship you, Lord. And I want to... Thank you for this time. I want to bless your name. I want to thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy. Thank you for Jesus on the cross. Thank you, Lord, because you paid on the cross for us to have this power of the Holy Spirit, to have this special experience with the Holy Spirit, to have this special sign and manifestation of the Holy Spirit in our life that is speaking in other tongues. We thank you, Lord. Because you gave your life not only to save us, but to bless us and to give us the power of your Holy Spirit for our Christian life. In Jesus' name, I pray, Lord, and I thank you. Amen. Amen. So, uh, yeah, just want to thank you for um, uh, being with us. I hope that the Lord uh, bless you and um, keep praying. Like I said, if you haven't received the Holy Spirit um, or the baptism of the Holy Spirit, keep praying, keep believing, uh, keep uh, asking to the Lord, and you shall receive it. Thank you very much, and have a good night. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. Just want you to know you can find full live stream services on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.